0: Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Today on the Light Path podcast, I am joined by the Light Path Collective's resident money mentor, Nat Hall. Natalie has joined the collective to help enhance our relationship with our money by really mentoring us through the relationship that we have with it. In this episode, we discuss that along with the energy of money and the power that it really does hold to enhance your life. Nat, welcome not only to the podcast, but to our Light Path Collective family. I know, how exciting, so excited to be here and to be part of the collective. Oh, I'm so excited that you, you know, agreed to come on (coughs) when I asked you, begged you to be part of it because money is so much a part, I mean, it just bleeds into absolutely every aspect of our lives. And to really be empowered in the area of our own personal finances, money, the way we view money and work with money, I think, you know, has, we. Ha- I just think you're in a position to change and, and influence so many people's lives. So I'm so excited to finally have your expertise on here for people to access.
1: I know, I think it's um. Yeah, it is such a really important tool, money. And I think the best thing that I love about money is it really does bring us back to the truth of who we are. And so mm-hmm. we think it's about transforming how we interact with money, but it's so much deeper than that. And I think that part is really aligned with what you do at the collective and everyone else who's involved. So very excited and sorry, excited and happy to be part of the collective with you all.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And I can't wait for you guys listening to get to know Nat, a lot better as you'll see her more on socials and her offerings and the things that she's got got planned and she's cooking up for you. But before we get onto all of that, I would love to know what your favorite quote is. Is
1: it a quote by Scrooge? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've got lots of favorite quotes, but the quote that I'm Um, heard recently was by Howard Thurman and it is don't ask what the world needs ask what makes you come alive and go do it because what the world needs is more people who have come alive
0: oh so true so true so well let's use that quote to springboard off and I would love for you to share with us you know who you are what it is that you do your background and how is it that you came to be so impassioned about money, the energy of money, um to become this dynamic money mentor that you are?
1: Yeah, it's been a um a journey and it all began. I was an accountant CPA for about 10 years and I worked in insolvency. So I definitely learned what not to do in business, but what I also learned was so many people do not know or understand their numbers? And it was a real common reason for why so many businesses lost everything because the business owners just didn't have that financial empowerment. They didn't know numbers. They didn't really want much to do with money and they outsourced all responsibility for it. And it was also during that time I took a year off because I wanted to have a perspective of working in a business because it's easy to go in and tell people mm. oh, X, Y, and Z should have happened or it didn't happen. But being not in their shoes, I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? So I took a year off and ran a health and wellbeing studio and it was quite run down. So it was a really great opportunity to put what I'd learned into practice. And, um, yeah, let's just say I was... <laughs> very naive going into it because running a business is actually a lot of work and it can be really challenging and hard at times, even for somebody who has the background of something that I do. So, um, yeah, there were so many learning curves and we were able to turn it around and win franchise of the year. So that was a very great achievement that we were very proud of. And what I also learned during that time was the importance of looking after yourself. And I worked a lot with one-on-one with women who were coming and working out. But what I figured, because we look at them as a holistic perspective and so many of them didn't have the confidence or money was also a really big stress in their lives. And so I was like, okay, there seems to be a common theme around here. And then I went back to insolvency, ran the gym at the same time and was doing this and working out and eating really well but not sleeping and, I guess, My overall well-being wasn't taken (laughs) as a priority and I ended up burning out and had adrenal fatigue and then developed or suffered from pretty bad anxiety and it was during that time I was like okay something's going to change here like what's this happening what's the reason for why this is happening and I knew I'd brought it on myself and so I was like okay I can make some changes here. And it was during that time, I just thought, you know what, no matter how much money you have or the career that you have, the lifestyle you have, if you don't feel great, if you feel like crap pretty much most of the day, there's something that's got to change. Like it's just not worth it. And that's when I found um, IIN and I became a certified wellbeing coach. And it was really more for personal reasons not to become a coach and it was during that time I was like okay this all kind of makes sense now and maybe this was my sign to get out and do my own thing and I think going back to that quote like do what makes you come alive like for a lot of my life I was doing the traditional path I was doing what society defined as success and wealthy and you know from the outside I had a great lifestyle I had a great income everything was really good but there was always something within me that just just felt like I was missing no matter how many goals I achieved. I just couldn't feel this gap. And I was like, what is it? And I figured, <laughs> you know, you're not truly fulfilled because if you're not doing what lights you up, if you're not living in alignment with your most truest, highest version of yourself, you're not going to be fulfilled no matter what the outside might look like. So I thought, okay, how can we put this all together? And then that's when I thought, well, I'm going to get on the other side and work with business owners and help them. Feel empowered around numbers, but also prioritize their well being and do that work where they can come back home to themselves and live by their truth, act in accordance with their truth, step into their power. And that's where the whole philosophy around profit, purpose, and well being came in place. Because I think you need to have those three in order to really be feel, fully fulfilled and wealthy in life and in business if you have one.
0: So true. And I love that. And again, this is why I was like, please come on the collective because of that whole intention that we have behind all the work that we do here. It's about shedding light onto your path so that you can walk it in the best way possible. And I love what you said there about that your well-being and whether that be in health and wealth, which is one and the same thing. It's all about as you said, personal accountability to realize actually I'm in control here. I'm and I'm I have the power to shift it. I have the power to completely be overwhelmed by it. I have the power to wilt in it, and I have the power to grow in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when when you choose mentors or you, you're choosing um, people to work with, the when they've walked it before, it's it's so
1: much more reassuring so yeah totally agree with that and I think that's um something I've always done in my life I've always (laughs) whether it's been a good thing or not but I've always wanted to experience and really experience things because yeah and I guess that was back when I was doing insolvency as an accountant like I didn't need to go run a business I can was doing great at my job and could have gone on and done whatever but it was to the point where you can't really experience what someone's going through. I don't think unless you've actually been in their shoes. Yeah, you can try and understand it, but do you really get it? And so for me, that's what I've done. And, you know, we are all I've got our own paths. We've all got our own journeys. Um, are there things that I wish I'd like had happened earlier? Yes, but then maybe there's a reason why my past being a little bit delayed so I could experience all these different things that I can now bring to help everyone that I work with and actually come from a place that they're coming from and really know what it's like to feel in that and that you can move forward and create the life and business that you truly do want on your own terms and that it is all possible.
0: Not that you're late to the party. I just want to <laughs> I, on Friday, Saturday night, I had the absolute privilege of being taken to see Rupi Kirk. I don't know how to say her last name. Rupi Kirk anyway oh my god that's yeah I know, hey, you know what I'm talking about she's a poet
1: and yeah. she
0: was on stage on Saturday night and it resonated with me so much she said that you know the 20s were just like messy and she she's just coming into her 30s and she feels like the 30s she's just kind of exploring like and then the 40s are like a dress rehearsal and by my 50s I will have be ready for the main stage and I was like
1: yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just, yeah, embracing where you're at. And I think it all, and yeah, I know, late to the party and all those things, but yeah, when you get down to what it is, and I think we've all got our own timing, we've got our own journey, our own path, and it's, yeah, like I said, it's just about embracing it and every decade has got better. And I think you know more about yourself. You're really stepping into that power and, um, yeah, and it's exciting to see what can come for the next few years, next decade and going on. But, um, yeah, and I guess that brings it back to the, the importance of just don't comparing yourself to anybody else's story anyone else's path anyone else's journey because that's just going to do nothing for you because we all are individual and one of the things that I loved when I did the well-being coaching was learning about bio-individuality and you know it's something that I think should be such a common and natural thing for us but for me it was this massive aha moment like oh we're all individuals so what worked for somebody isn't necessarily going to work for me and the amount of times like you might do a diet or follow a fitness program and you follow it to a tea and like high achieves and do it well no like you just you follow everything to a t you're a perfectionist and there's times where I'm like I just don't feel like I'm really up to doing that workout today but you do it because the program said you need to do it in order to get this result or you need to eat this to get this but I don't feel it and it makes me feel like crap but you still do it and I was like it was during my journey like I learned oh my god how much trust I put in to other people in the external world who did not know me who did not know my body and I started relying on that so much more. And I think when we get caught in our masculine energy and we're in that um, that phase, where we're operating from the neck up, we start relying less on our feminine energy, our intuition, and we lose that trust within ourselves. Because at the end of the day, nobody knows you better than you know yourself. And it's, um, yeah, just crazy that we do put so much trust in other people outside ourselves when really it's all within us.
0: Exactly, because, you know, we are these ever-evolving energetic beings all interacting with each other and the world around us and money is just a part of that. If you've ever worked with me on a mentoring level, um, you know, or maybe it's come through a reading, you'll know that I often refer to energy is just uh, money, sorry, is just a form of energy, that's all it is so, as um as our resident money mentor here on the Light Path Collective, how would you define the energy of money or describe the energy
1: of money? Yeah, like I said, money is just another form of energy. It ebbs and flows in and out of our life. And you know money at such a form, it's neutral, but we tend to give meaning to money. Money doesn't have a meaning. But we're given a meaning and that meaning is going to generally come down to what our relationship with money is, our money mindset, our money mentality. Um, You know, the energy of money just really amplifies how we think about it. So we think about as money is evil. We're just going to amplify that and what we do with it. If We think of it as good. We're amplifying it. Money to me is like a sacred tool. It's the vehicle that allows us to go create the life that we want. But it's the intention behind it and the energy we bring to it that's going to mean whether or not it allows us to create a life that we want, to create the business we want, to step into our power so that we can make choices, that we can follow our calling, that we can do all these things we want to do. But it's all based upon the energy we bring to it, the intention, but also the value, the value that we have within ourselves and the self-worth, because that's all coming out in how We interact with money so you can receive energy in the form of money, but it's either going to nourish your dreams or it's going to leave before it even gets to do to that point based upon what you're doing with it. So in the form of money, if you're doing unconscious spending or you're spending it just anywhere, everywhere without being aligned to your values, then you're not going to give money the chance for the end to be able to go create because you're going to have money leaks. So just like other forms of energy, we're going to leak and it's not going to be there for you to put towards where you want to be. But yeah, I think to think of money, is it just naturally does ebb and flow. Like it wants to play. It wants to do good for you. Like money wants to love you, but are you allowing money to love you? Which is thought not many of us are doing at all. So money, yeah, it respects love. It doesn't respect fear. And it's just it's a really lovely thing to have in your life. You want the energy to play with it, but it depends on how you're willing to up and play with the energy that will determine um, what you do with the money.
0: I do not know about you, but one thing is for certain. I know when I'm listening back to this, whether I'm editing this or listening to it when it's released, as you guys are listening to it now, just like do what I'm going to do. Pause here go back, listen to that whole explanation again, around 5,000 times, that I loved every bit of what you said there and especially starting off with the simple and pure fact that money is neutral. Yeah. It's not good. It's not bad. It. We prescribe the meaning, the weight, the value
1: to it. Mm-hmm. I know it's crazy and it's yeah like it's it's such a simple thing but we complicate it like I think we're doing most things in life and we think we have to give it make it out to be something that it's not actually is like it's it's neutral and it depends on where you're coming from that you're going to like I said it's either evil or it's good but it's in its natural
0: form, it's just yeah. It's evil. It's good. It's hard to get. It's hard to save. I, I never have enough. I to work. I never have too much. And uh, like, oh my goodness, it's and it's just sitting here listening to you talk. I'm very becoming very consciously aware. And you know, as you're shedding a light onto this, of how much I think about. Money and how much it dominates all my choices, all my choices in life. Not just the what am I going to buy at the supermarket, but how is it that I'm going to fulfill the dreams that I know are so part of my soul's journey here? And It's So it's so important, which is why I'm so happy that you're finally on the collective to help myself and everyone with this. And just so you know, listeners, I do get a telling off from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> um, from that, sometimes I think, should I have brought her on because she's there holding up that mirror, keeping me accountable. Um, but really, I, I love it because I'm going to be really honest with you, money and I have a very interesting relationship and it's something that I'm really uh, need help exploring personally. So you just mentioned there before about blocks and leaks. Can you go into that a little bit more? How do people block it? How do we leak it? I know how I leak it. It's called online shopping. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) there's many ways to block it. I think when it comes, for us to block the flow of abundance, um a lot of it does come back to the value like if you don't value yourself the world's not going to give you value back and I like to think about it in a good example I think is looking at from a masculine energy and a feminine energy because I think money works in both and for me the masculine energy the way that we could block it from that perspective masculine energy to me is about the framework it's the container it's the systems and the processes so if you're not creating a safe money environment for your money to come in and play Your money to feel safe and secure. Um, Your money, as I said, it wants to come and play with you, it wants to. Um, help you it wants to be the vehicle the sacred tool to help you go create this life but it's you not allowing that to happen and so if you don't have um, a spending plan for your personal finances in a business if you don't have a profit or your cash flow forecast you're not giving money clarity and direction money loves clarity and it loves direction and wants to know what you're doing with it where it's going what's the intention behind it and so having those tools in place is really, really great. Setting up your bank accounts is another great way to make money feel safe. Money also doesn't really want to feel stagnant. It likes to ebb and flow like other energy forms. And so making sure that you've got a plan for your money and what it's doing is also going to be really, really valuable. From the feminine perspective, receiving is something that I find a lot of people have a lot of trouble doing so if you're not open to receiving you're also going to block the energy coming in and some examples of that might be say you go out for coffee with a friend and they want to shout they want to give you that value and you're like no 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 I'm not no I'm going to pay I'm going to pay and you put your foot down Well, you're not opening up to receiving what they've just offered to give to you. Like, they want to give it to you because they've offered it. Or someone might say, I love your dress. And you're like, oh, this whole thing, I've had it for three years or I've um, got it on sale. Like, it's about not opening up to accepting what people are saying to you. So if you're not doing that, it's likely you're probably not also open to receiving money. And then that comes back down to, well, why aren't you open to it? Because you maybe don't feel worthy. You don't love yourself enough. You don't respect yourself enough. And then that's what I love about money because it forces us in a way to go deep, to go, okay, well, what actually is that root cause, that root reason why we don't feel worthy enough, good enough, we don't love ourselves, respect ourselves to be open to allowing that abundance of money to come into our life. And um, as a result, we block it. We find ways to block it.
0: Yeah, You know, nothing is ever as it seems and, you know, we think money as this consequence of life or this thing that we just have to deal with in life, but really it is one of the big energetic telltale signs of exactly where you are in the relationship with yourself and with life. And if we not, and I think, you know, being as an ex-teacher, I used to get so annoyed at people when they would say you know we need to teach kids this and that and it's like oh gosh like our teachers really responsible to teach you know kids everything in life but a big one is financial literacy and sure there are definitely basics that we have to learn but I love that what you just said there yep there are some things we can do to master the basics of of money but really it is about the relationship that you choose to be in with money and the time and the effort and the love and the nourishment you choose to continually pull into that relationship which will determine the role money plays in your life like any relationship if we don't water them then they're probably not going to be that nourishing and helpful to us
1: yeah exactly so it's that's so true it's and I like to think of like your relationship with money as your relationship with a friend or a romantic partner like if you're not creating a fun environment to come into play if you're not creating a safe and secure environment for them to be there if you're not welcoming them in if you're not treating them nicely if you're not speaking about them nicely if you're not looking after them that person's not going to hang around for for much longer if they do then that's another Mm -hmm. issue but they're generally not going to want to and that's the same with money like think of it as a relationship because it seriously is one of the most important relationships you will ever have in your life and it's one that you want to work on because it plays such a pivotal role you know money doesn't give you power but money gives you choices that's where the power comes from money choices to reflect who you are not who you think you should be or you have to be in order because other people are saying it um, your circumstances so you don't get stuck in situations that you don't want to be in, to follow your calling, to make the impact you want in the world. That's what money does. It gives you the p- power to make the choices that are going to allow you to do that. And it starts with working on that relationship with money, which is ultimately that relationship with self, because what we do with money there is totally reflected in other, every other area of our life. Oh, so for sure. that's the other great thing about money.
0: And that's why I always say, and I know this to be so true, yes, from other spiritual teachers, but just from my own life experience, that love and money is the same energy. Hmm. I remember you saying that to
1: me. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did it when you said that. I was like, oh, my God, is, Yeah.
0: So are you going to be our love expert as well then? Because if you're our money expert. Then. Well,
1: yeah, because it, it's funny. It does really, when you think of it in that way, it's the same mm-hmm. energy because energy is energy. And um, it's so true. And every time, if you look at what you do with your money and where you're spending your money, that is really what you value in life. Yeah. And so that's also a really good indication to know whether or not you're actually living in alignment with your truth because if money is not being spent on what you actually value, then there's that misalignment. And, um, but and that also self-love. can come down to worthiness.
0: Like you think I'm spending my money here because I'm not worthy to spend it there or who
1: am I to spend it there and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because taking care of your money is one of the highest acts of self-love and self-care mm-hmm. that you could ever do. And to me, it's like, you know, you work hard, you bring that money in, you go out, you put time and energy into it, respect yourself, love yourself enough, know that you're worthy enough of making that money then come and work for you to help you actually create the life you want, both now and also the future, because our poor future self does get left out a lot of the time. And I know I've been guilty of this
0: Mm.
1: in making sure I had a great life right now. And I did buy property, so I was doing that, but I wasn't maximising how much I could have been putting towards that or even my super. I was mm-hmm. doing, I guess, the bare minimum thinking. And for me, it was, I think we can also get caught up there with getting saved, like Prince Charming's coming to save us, whatever version that might be for you. And for me, it wasn't so much about that, but I was like, oh, once I get married or once this happens, I'll worry about the future stuff then. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was only through a certain point that I realised that. And I was like, I've literally wasted 10 possible years mm-hmm. of really working and looking after my future self for me, not waiting until a certain event had happened to then go, okay, let's get the future self looked after. Let's start looking after that version of you now, because you want to set yourself up so that you're having the life you want now, but also in the future and that your money is actually working for you, not you working for your money for the rest of your life.
0: And like you say, that's where the empowerment comes from. And I definitely don't want to dive deep into this, but I think it's important just to mention because it's really buzzing in my head. A lot of people who I work with in guidance and in mentoring get so blocked from making the choices that they desire to make, or they know the most healthy or the right things for them to do because of money. And I'm going to just call it out. The biggest one I get is it's very difficult to leave a relationship or a marriage because of the financial position that that would leave somebody in. And and to me, I'm, I always think to myself, gosh, um, that's so scary and hard. But I think to me, it doesn't speak so much about the current situation that this person perceives that they're in. I think it speaks to how they view the capacity of their future selves mm-hmm. to make, to attract, to deal with, and like as you say, to to turn money into this amazing relationship.
1: Yeah. And I think that's I think that's exactly right. Like it's the fear of them going out and doing it for themselves, the fear of them being able to go and create and attract the abundance into their life to create this future life. But does It comes back to, okay, why don't I feel worthy? Why don't I feel like that's something I could do? Like what's stopping me? And as I said earlier, like the thing I love about working with money is it's doing the practical side and everything like that. It's really great in empowering women with financial literacy. But for me, it's so much more about coming home to you. It's about living your truth. That's where your true power comes from. When you know your truth, you know who you are, and then you go out in accordance with it because everybody has it within themselves to go and create whatever life it is that they want to go and be their best self. But you just have to be willing to say yes to doing the work because it's not always easy and it's going to involve you to go back and pull the waves back and do it. And that's why the collective is so amazing because you do need that support and guidance around you. And, that is what makes all the difference. But I just want everyone to know that we, you already have it within you. The answers and everything you need is already within you. It's just about you bringing it to the surface.
0: So in that vein, you know, what is the best way we can begin to explore our relationship with money? Because like anything else, you know, we we explore our relationship with food or diet, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff like that. Even with relationships, by by reading books or seeking expert help, just this listening to this conversation, you've begun to explore your relationship with money and you've begun to really allow your subconscious to tap into something more powerful than maybe the loops that it's attracted to at the moment. Obviously, working with you is going to be a massive way to explore your relationship with money in a really potent way and, and a real amazing way to do the work where do you suggest
1: people start yeah when it comes to the money relationship I think there's a four-step process that I is a really great way to get tangible insights into it because I think when it comes to doing this it's really good to see it on paper how it all sort of plays out um so one the first step is to sit down and think about when you're growing up as a child what were the conversations around money how was money spoken about how is money dealt with were you involved were you not involved what were those conversations and that can be within the household but also maybe it was your teachers maybe it was the news other family members so just get really clear about what those conversations around money were and then for two or three days or up to a week just write down every thought and belief that comes up around money so when you spend money when you receive money when you have a conversation about money, if someone says something to you or you say something to them, if you read something in the news, write down and also take the time to go within and go, what's the feeling within my body and where is that feeling originating from? And you can do this in your note section on your phone or if you prefer to just take a little notebook around and write it down there. And then during that time also, now this is a bit where a lot of people are probably <laughs> like, i'd rather stick pins in my eyes i want you to print out three months worth of bank account statements or credit card statements what <laughs> everyone's like no <"Nah>, i'm out <laughs> this is when so this we is are longer thing. friends <laughs> yeah. this is about the willing bit the willing yeah. and you know it to know like you can make a hard decision or an easy decision so i always think that like, the easy decision is to keep going with the head in the sand approach and just not Nah, it's all too hard. But you're going to feel stuck. It's going to continue to make you feel not so great. Whereas you can choose to make the hard decision, which is to get uncomfortable, to sit in the discomfort, do this exercise. But I promise you that by doing this, you are going to start feeling so much better. Because one of the biggest things that knowing where I stood from a financial position, the confidence that I got just from doing that exercise. Now, there were times when my financial position wasn't where I wanted it to be, but I still had the confidence because I knew, okay, this is what I'm dealing with. I now know what action I need to take. And it just, for me, every time it worked, and I just, if you just give it the chance and you rip the bandaid off and you do it, I promise, even though it's gonna feel uncomfortable and maybe physically sick doing it, it's going to get better Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's going to change your world. So have a look at your statements and just look at where your money's going. Um, The patterns, if you're spending money on similar things, does money tend to go out as soon as it comes in or do you seem to have a lot of savings? So just get an idea of what's going on. And then the fourth is having a look and comparing everything. So compare steps one and two. So what did I hear as a child and what are my thoughts and beliefs now? Generally, there's going to be some correlation between those and then looking, okay, well, these are the thoughts I've got around money. How's that then playing out in what I'm actually doing with my money? So from that, you can then, as an adult, go, is this actually serving me? Is this moving me closer to where I want to go? Is this how I want to interact and deal with money? Is this the type of relationship I want to have with money? And if the answer is no, it's not serving me, then you get to go, okay, I get to write my own truth. Like these are the truths because what we tend to do is we've just gone and taken everyone else's truth around mm-hmm. money and made it our own truth and we've just believed that to be our truth but it's not actually our truth. So the great thing is as is an adult, you get to go, I actually get to create my own truth. I get to create my own story. So I'm going to write my story. So then you might want to write about the relationship you want to have with money. What does that look like? How does that feel? What do you do with your money? And then that's going to help you start working on the relationship with money, but then you're going to be also becoming more conscious. So when you're spending money, is this actually aligned with where I want to go? And then I think this is where money mindset and everything is really great to change our thoughts around money, but it does require us to go back a step. And I think this is where a lot of people in the money world tend to not go. But for me, it's, okay, well, these are the truths. but what's my actual truth? Because if As I said, money, what we do with money is what we do with generally in other aspects of our life. But if we've been using truths throughout our life that aren't our truths and we've now identified that, there's probably other truths that aren't our truths as well. And so it's about going back and figuring out, okay, well, who really am I? What do I want? And then that's also going to help shape the money relationship that's aligned with you, that in turn helps shape your goals and visions so everything is in alignment. And that is what's going to help the money really flow with ease into your life. That it,
0: the the bank statement thing, yes, it does sound scary. But other than that, that the whole thing actually excites me. If I'm really honest, listening to you speaking about that process. So, if we were to have a one-on-one session with you, is that what you do? What What is because we offer money mentoring sessions here as a one-to-one with you. You know what does what would someone expect from that session?
1: Yeah, so there's various um, things that we can talk about. So we can do the money relationship, money story. So we can delve, deep dive into that. So doing what you've gone and then um, explore that further. We can look at if you want to get clear, okay, well, what actually are my goals? What are my visions for my money? Where do I want it to go? So doing that, we will do also a deep dive because I'm really um, wanting to make sure that it's coming from a place of truth for you, that it's not based upon society's definition of success success and wealth like what is it that you truly want um we can look at budgeting spending plans and creating those in that particular time so that's going to help give you a framework um if you've got some debt we can look at ways in helping get that down for you um what are our spending habits behaviors money mindset. So those are pretty much the topics we can chat about. If Depending on where you're at in your money story, we can have a little chat before we get started on the call. So you will we'll both be clear about what the main focus is for that session. Um, but with anything I do, yeah, we might focus on one of those particular areas, but I'll always probably bring in bits and pieces of the other, because for me, the practical side, the purpose and making sure you're aligned with your truth is really, really important that they are combined and that they're all involved together and, it's that combination, the masculine and feminine energies. So after the session, you'll walk away with a clear strategy and action plan based upon whatever that challenge was that you wanted to discuss in your session.
0: Love that. And that's exactly how also the mentoring you would do with me or the work that you would do with Alana. Um, If you're doing this in human design with Laura, it's all about that whole concept of there's no prescription there is what we know and we are experts in and what we can offer you but it's really tailor-made to you because we're here mm-hmm. ready to give our energy over to you to hold you to shine the light on your path for for you and it's not as you were talking about before a one-size-fits-all ticker box approach um i i'm not Well, I I didn't tell you I would announce this on this podcast interview. (laughs) Um, Natalie is also working hard behind the scenes with other ways in which to work with her as well that we will be launching on the podcast soon, whether that be in the form of self-paced courses or live workshops. So look out for those. But where can we find you and connect with you?
1: Well at the black, black Path Collective. You can definitely find me there and book in for a session. I would love to work with you and get to know you and help you on your money transformational journey. Um, or my web, um Instagram at Natalie underscore J underscore Hall.
0: Oh, amazing. And we'll pop all of that in the show notes so you can find that. But you will be seeing her on our socials as well. So always feel free to comment, reach out, and absolutely in the Light Path community. If you have any questions around money or biggest money concerns, pop it in there in the Light Path community. Um, Nat is in there. She can answer questions and and also, you know, it will be speaking there as well. So thank you so much, A, for coming and being a part of our community and to lead us in this way. Uh, it's always so inspiring to watch someone connect to and surrender to their purpose um, and their passion but also what they're really, really good at. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, And I'm sure many of you will look forward to working with you in the future. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you for having me. Check out the show notes for all of those details. And until next time, we are both sending you so much love and light as you walk your path. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.